Look at Talk. A brand new episode starts now. Welcome on, welcome everybody to another edition of Look at Talk. This is that podcast to tell you the more you drink, the better I sound. So get that liquor ready if you haven't done so already. Go ahead, go ahead, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and we on YouTube. We everywhere, y'all. And joining me today, my guest is podcasting out of Indianapolis. She's the host of the Fat Girl Chronicles. She hey, is hey, Miss hey. Tiffany Leo Rochelle. How you doing, Tiffany? I Welcome am good. I'm good. Hey, Liquor Talk. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, y'all. What's good? What's good? Yes, what's good? We we. We we all we off and running. We off to a banging start, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> but I'm how it. you been doing today, man? How you been doing? What's been going on with you? Um, I'm good. You know, uh I could complain, but it wouldn't even help. <laughs> so I'm not gonna even do it. Uh I'm gonna just say I'm blessed and um I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I appreciate you for having for coming through, you know what I'm saying? For coming through, you know what I'm saying? I know we planned it out and um things happen but i definitely appreciate you for sticking with it you know what i'm saying oh so. no nah, you good i know how things go <laughs> in this podcast world you know we we got we have real life situations happening outside yes. of our podcast so you good you good yes yes so go ahead tell me a little bit about your podcast the fat girl chronicles podcast oh the fat girl chronicles so the fat girl chronicles uh actually was not my first show um, it kind of stemmed from me doing other shows and then eventually I wanted to do my own thing. So I went on and started the Fat Girl Chronicles. And when I first started it, I was doing it by myself. Um, and I did it by myself for about a little over a year. And then, you know, life situations started happening. Everything started going on. And then I was like, when I got ready to re um, relaunch it, I was like, I don't want to do it by myself. So um, I added some co-hosts. I did a couple of different things. And when I did those, you know, did add people to the podcast, you know, we had to do a little bit of shifting and moving around because you are learning um, as, you know, you start adding co-hosts and things to your show. You learn how to deal with people, how to manage people, how to manage like different personalities and all that kind of stuff. So sometimes that can be a little hard, but now we have our core and it is myself, um, my co-host Trosh, and um, my co-host The Mouth. And we go live every Tuesday from 8 to 10 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. So you can find us on all of those places. But if you want to just tune in after the show, nope, let me rewind. We stream live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and JQLM Radio. And if you want to just go back and listen in to us, you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms, iHeart, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, all of those different places you can find us there. So, yeah. That's real. That's real. I saw you had to hit the rewind. You like, no, y'all need to be here live. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. I felt, I felt yes. that. I, I definitely felt that. So tell me, what first got you into podcasting? Um, when I first started, and this is how long ago I started, I started doing it on blog talk radio, and that's how long it was about almost 11 years ago when I started doing wow. it. Wow, I was on blog talk radio, and I just would be on there just talking about things that I wanted to get off my chest, and then um, it became a form of therapy for me to kind of speak my mind 
um, process my thoughts and go through these different channels that I know I needed to um, help me along this journey of healing. And I didn't even know it was healing at that point in time. I just knew it was things I wanted to talk about. And if somebody decided to listen, then they could. But um, that's what I did. And then um, over time, it became more than it being about me. It became about the community. It became about um, plus size women. It became about black women. It became about black men. And so I wanted to make sure that we had a platform that was available for people to actually come on, see people that look like them and hear conversations that matter to them. And so that's our tagline, the Fat Girl Chronicles, where we get all up in your business and discuss the topics that matter to us most. Um, and that means whether it's financial, whether it's relationships, whether it's spirituality, we really don't talk about politics and religion too much, you know, because those get heated and then that then you can have some friendships talking about politics and religion. So we yes, try to stick can. to <laughs> we try to stick to those topics that a lot of people really want to dive into and really want to dissect a little bit. One of our favorite things is mental health therapy, um, mental health awareness, because I know personally the effects that if you aren't tending to your mental health or your mental health wellness, how um how tough it can be, how hard it can be, and the downward spiral you can go on and not even know that you're on this spiral because you don't, because you're you and you're not paying attention. So um, talking about those things really make a difference for me. So that's kind of what we tap into on um, our show. And we have a good time doing it. We laugh a lot. Oh my God, if you watch the show, we laugh a whole lot. So we have a good time with each other and it makes the topics and the flow of the show amazing. And that kept that, that's what kept me coming back to podcasting was to give people that platform, give people a voice because a lot of us are under uh, underappreciated, unheard, overlooked, and all those kind of things. So we needed um, a platform to be heard. And I feel like that's what we give to our audience. Yes, yes. As, as we should, you know what I'm saying? That's, yep. that's real. That, I feel like a, a lot of us podcasters, that's why, that's why we got into <laughs> podcasting. Because it's like the world don't really understand us. And we yes. always misunderstood. So it's like, why not dive in, start our own platform? And it's like... And the beautiful thing about it is if somebody don't agree, then they just turn it off. You know right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but either way, we're going to speak our mind no matter what. So if you would have known what you know now about podcasts, what would you have done differently? Oh, I would have taken it more seriously. I would definitely say that. I would have taken it more seriously when I first began if I knew what I know about podcasting. Um the podcasting world is booming and growing rapidly. And I would say that it is attributed to the pand pandemic because prior to that, you know, you would only hear a little bit here, a little bit there about people doing podcasts. But when the pandemic hit, it was like everybody was coming up one. Everyone was, you know, doing them, popping up all over the place. Um, but I really would have taken advantage of the opportunity to, um, push my podcast more 
and to actually take it more seriously, dive into it a lot more and learn more. So that way I could have monetized earlier from my podcast. Yes. Yeah, I feel that. And honestly, I wish I would have started when I was in college, to be honest, yeah. with you, because <laughs> if I would have known about podcasting, because I didn't find out about podcasting until like my last year of college. So mm. it's like so and I really didn't take it seriously. I didn't really even start it until like two years after college, which okay. was like which is before the pandemic. So I right. ain't one of these <laughs> pandemic podcasters right. who right. has started, but then they've stopped. So. So what's your advice to anybody wanting to get into podcast game? Because I keep hearing people are saying like, oh, it's too many podcasts. You men need to stop doing podcasts. Y'all just need to stop doing podcasts. I keep hearing all this shit about people saying telling others not to do a podcast. So what do you say to that? Yeah, that's funny that it says me, um, <laughs> that you said that you keep hearing me and need to stop doing podcasts. Um I don't think men need to stop doing podcasts. I think men need to be mindful of what they're saying on their podcast. Um, Because we want to hear your voice. We want to know what you guys think and what you guys feel in regards to a variety of topics. But you have to be mindful of the message that you're putting out on your platform. Um, We see all the time that sometimes men kind of dive into topics that it's like, why are you talking about this? Uh, I saw a podcast clip on TikTok and the guy was talking about women wearing sheen clothes. And I was like, what does it matter to you where they got the clothes from? If they rocking it and they were wearing it well, what does it matter? But um, (laughs) if I can tell anybody anything about podcasting, I would definitely tell them to make sure that it's something that you want to do for real. Um. Sometimes people start and stop and start and stop and start and stop. And that's okay as long as you are trying to like learn it and keep going. But um, if you're really trying to do it in a major way, your audience is not going to be feeling that start, stop, start, stop situation. And then they're going to be like, you know what? I don't even want to listen to this no more because it's not consistent enough. It's not giving me what I came here for. So Um, Although I hate to say it, um, consistency is key. If you're going to do the podcast, then you have to be consistent with doing it so your audience can build and they can have something to look forward to. We go live every Tuesday from 8 to 10. When when, uh, we did take our little brief hiatus at the end of last year, we got so many messages like, why y'all not on today? (laughs) What y'all doing? What? Where are y'all? And and even when we did it earlier last year, when we had a we had a retreat and we got we all got together. We had a retreat. We had a photo shoot. We had a good time together over the weekend, and we decided to take the Tuesday off after all of that, so everybody can rest, regroup, and get back home because we um, all met in Chicago. But it gave everybody the opportunity to get back home, get settled, and get prepared for the week. And then not have to rush right back into the show. So even when we did it then, we got messages. Why y'all not on? What's happening? And then when we came back the following week, it's like, yeah, we used to this part of my schedule. This is what I this is what I do on Tuesday night at 8 o'clock. So um, we actually started paying attention to that and make sure like we don't take too many breaks. We stay consistent and make sure that we can give our audience what they're looking for every Tuesday, no matter what. Even when we're tired. And we'll tell our audience we're tired. We'll get on there and and we'll have a whole conversation. Um, 
what was it, towards the end of last year, one of our topics was motherfucking tired. We were tired, and that was the topic, and we talked about um, being burnt out and overworking yourself and doing too much and everybody on the show was tired we look tired but we still got on the show and we had the conversation about what that looks like because a lot of people get on their shows and act like life isn't happening or life isn't doing this thing to you and sometimes it is even when you do have to get on that camera and show up we try to show up as authentic as possible you know without trying to edit everything or you know make it all make it look pretty so with our show and anybody that wants to do a show just make sure you're consistent you bring good content you can't just get on there and talk to yourself you gotta actually have content or topics that will create engagement with your audience so um outside of those two things i would definitely would say um consistency and good content and just being authentic don't don't come to the mic or show up trying to pretend to be somebody else because then that's a facade or a character that you're going to have to keep up with and when you're tired you can't keep up with that or when you're not feeling like doing it you cannot keep up with that character so be yourself be yourself in every way possible and I think that's what allows people to resonate with you a lot more than you trying to show up being somebody else. That's real. That's so real. And also, I definitely can agree with being tired because that that will test whether or not you're passionate about it. Yes, <laughs> that will test. That will test how bad you want to do this podcast thing or how bad you want to do something. Life mm-hmm. could be kicking you, kicking your ass and physically and mentally. Do you still get on the mic? Do you still find a way to push through it or do whatever it is you're passionate about? That's how you know you're passionate about something because if you can find a way to push through it, you're passionate about it. You can find a way to push through it and not even let the world know when you get on right. that, that, you know what I'm saying? You know, so trust me, I've had to do that, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. the real ones, they do the inner circle, they know what's going on. Right. So shout out to my inner circle, y'all. I ain't, ain't going to tell everybody everything, but you know. Ladies right. and gentlemen, this is Look and Talk. The more you drink, the better we sound. Yes. All right, let's get in. Let's really get I love into that. This. I love that. The <laughs> more you drink, the better we sound. <laughs> yes, yes. Because we sound a whole lot better when y'all have some liquor. So y'all right. know them DJs used to send the club to get you to go buy a drink and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, let's really get into it. I, I know you saw this slap. I know you saw this slap last night. Well, I've I, I, I seen so many different angles. Where you where you want to start out? <laughs> first of all, first of all, I got on Facebook for a brief moment last night, and I was like, "What's happening?" You know, I did not know what was going on initially. I'm like, "What's happening? What's going on? Why is you know why is everybody talking about?" Because nobody really said anything. They were like, "Was that real? Did that really just happen?" You know, it was just kind of like blanket statements and we're like i'm like what's happening and so i started scrolling a little more reading some comments and that's when i realized you know that that's what they were talking about and after that i got on youtube i'm like because i want to see i want to see what they're talking about i found the video on youtube and i was like oh so we allow here just slapping people so first of all it was it was a shock because that did not seem like that was something in will's character to do 
Um, he always presents himself in a different type of way. So, especially in a professional setting. So when I heard it and watched it, I was like, oh, I get it, but I don't get it. You know, because you he laughed initially when it when it first was said, he laughed. And then after the fact he got up, and then that's when all of that took place. And I was like, whoa. Will was like, I'm tired of being on, I'm tired of being on front street. I'm tired of being embarrassed. And if I don't get up and do something or if something doesn't happen, she's gonna be out here putting me back on blast again. Because <laughs> I feel like that's what Jada keeps doing to Will. Like she keeps putting them on front street every time something happens. In their relationship or in their marriage, like something happens, and then here they are on the re- at the red table, and it's a whole big to do a big conversation. And lately, they've been in media a lot about their marriage, their relationship, and things like that. So, I was shocked. Listen, I was shocked too, and it's like, and then the more and more I started, I started thinking about, it, I'm like, does Jada have mind control over Will or something? Because I'm like, because I get it, I get it, but at the same time. Jada has some kind of mind control of wood and she ain't using mm-hmm. it for good because I saw somebody on social media that said that if Jada was a real woman, she would have kept she would have restrained Will. She would have kept Will humble. She would have restrained him and been like, no, don't worry about it. It's not that serious. But Jada, I guess Jada was just with all the just with the shit, you know. What I'm you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like it's like I understand and and Chris Walk did deserve that because you should be shaming a woman for her hair, you know what I'm saying? Because black women, y'all get it. Y'all, y'all, y'all get it. Y'all shouldn't be getting it from us, brothers. So I understand why he did it, but at the same time, I'm like, Will, I'm looking at Will like, does but... does Jada have you by your ball sack or something? What the hell? I got mad control over Debo. That's kind of <laughs> how that situation looks. But like, if they really looked at it, like, Jada would be a kick-ass G.I.J. Like, yeah, know, she would. I, would. I would love to see that, you know, not not just trying to take up for Chris Rock or nothing, but I'm like, I would love to see Jada as a G.I.J. I think she'd be dope as one, um, simply because they did it with, what was Demi Moore? I would love to see it with Jada. Yeah. Spin on it, make it pop, make it do what it do. But also, <clears throat> on the flip side of that, um, Jada is dealing with something that's very sensitive to a woman or to a family because not only does that woman deal with something emotionally, spiritually, you know, and physically, it's something that the family has to endure because they are trying to adjust or assist in the navigation of those feelings. And so when you're dealing with that and you make the decision to just go ahead and cut all your hair off because of the medical reasons, that's not something that you want somebody to make fun of. It's kind of almost like bullying. And I'm pretty sure Chris can't say that he didn't know because she's been talking about it. And it's been out here in the public eye that she has alopecia and she's been dealing with it. And that's why she cut her hair off. So uh, I do think it was a little insensitive to just, you know, to kind of point her out and do that situation. But overall, I think that as the platform that they have, Will and Jada, that 
you kind of got to be mindful of how you move. Not to mm-hmm. say that it wasn't worth. I mean, because he deserved the slap. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just saying that Will being who he is, he needed to be a little more mindful of how he moved and because of where they were. And now people, <laughs> I saw a couple of people talking about they not inviting no more black folks to the Oscars. They already didn't want us there to begin with. Now we're uh-huh. going to slap somebody. Now they're not going to invite no more of us to the to the Oscars. So Yeah, it's I like that I heard funny. that. Yes, I heard that. And also... And also, white Twitter had a field day with this. I'm like, you know what, y'all, y'all just looking for something, and then Will gives it to y'all. And then I'm seeing they were at Oscars were gonna review it and be like, all right, is this serious? Y'all are not really gonna strip this man of his Oscar that he earned because of this, man. If y'all did that, I'm be like, you know what? Then the Oscars might really just be what for white folks. That's that's why yeah. I feel if yeah. if they try some shit like that. And. <laughs> I mean, granted, he did earn it. He did earn the Oscar. He did everything that he was supposed to do in order to get that Oscar. But again, it's about time and place. Um, you could have slapped Chris Rock in the, behind the stage <laughs> later on because you was up there. You could have just waited and had y'all little tussle behind the curtain instead. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I think he wanted to put on a show, and I think he wanted to... Um, make it known that he stands up for her instead of it being the other way around. But it's also like where, at what point does she stand up for you? At what point does she stop emasculating you in in the eye of the public? You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't know. I do definitely feel though, feel as though Chris Rock was wrong though. I definitely feel that. Yeah, I, I felt I felt that too, and it's like you know, and now I'm I'm really looking at Will like, is sometimes is it free my brother Will or does he really love her? Sometimes mm-hmm. that's that's my question. <laughs> sometimes I really wonder that because is it love or is it or is it mind control? Yeah, it's love or mind control. Sometimes mm-hmm. I really do wonder that. And it's just, and I would want anybody to be free of mind control. Anybody yeah. in any relationship to be free of mind control. No, right. if you, if you're in a relationship with somebody. You got to be there because that person loves you and that person will do for you. Like, because honestly, would Jada slap another woman for Will? That's, I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's the part. I don't know. That's that's the one thing. It's just, I don't, I really don't know. And then, and then I see the people on social media talking about something. Oh, he ain't slap August like that. I'm like, well, August knew how to shut the fuck up and knew August played his role as a side nigga. You know what I'm saying? He played his role. So leave August out of this, you know? And I think that has nothing to do with this. Like, that's about their intimate personal relationship. And if they were in an open relationship, then her thing with August has nothing to do with uh, somebody actually downplaying and talking about her in this way. So I've seen those comments, too. And I pretty much stayed on social media today because I knew that's what it was going to be about all day, every day, every post. But I will say Black Twitter never disappoints. (laughs) <laughs> um, they never disappoint the memes, the the videos, the the remixes, and all that other kind of stuff. I've Hell seen so yeah. many hilarious remixes, and then somebody went and took a, like a screenshot of the audience, and the <laughs> everybody <laughs> it happened. This was like, oh shit! Everybody had that old Everything. shit face. It's like, and wow! The fact that Lupita was like directly behind Will, and her face was like. 
Like the whole transition, <laughs> the whole that transition was funny. as it happened, Lupita was like, oh my God, you can see every reaction that she had to it. But the whole, it was like, hmm, I think it was like 12 or 15 pictures on this little on this one picture and it had like everybody's expressions and I yeah it was. I was so tickled because John Legend face was hilarious because he was like oh and I can't remember who else was who else's face was hilarious then I saw somebody else uh recreate the Arthur meme yeah. with the with the balled up fist and they were saying like that was Chris Rock still standing there with his fist balled up he didn't retaliate but it was him standing there with his fist it was just all kind of stuff. So black black Twitter never disappoints. Black Twitter never disappoints. They never disappoint. I was, I was at work and I was like, I'm like, see what the hell they they going on and on about. And then I'm like, oh shit. And then I got <laughs> then you know what else I noticed? America censors everything. Them other countries they don't be censorizing. They don't be censoring shit because I saw it from a Japanese and a British point of view. Oh, you can hear the the will. Don't fucking talk to us. Oh, you can wow. hear that. You can hear that. Oh. I'm like, wow. How the hell you I'm going to go this? find that. <laughs> I'm going to go find that so I can see. I tweeted. I think it's somewhere on my Twitter page. On I might Twitter? have to, okay. I'm, okay. I'm DM it to you, but it yeah, was funny. I'm like, the, the, they tell us actually showed them like, damn, so other countries don't be censoring shit? <laughs> Now you know they don't sense uh shit like we do, you know. So I'm like, damn, it's crazy. Damn, America, uh, sensitive ass America. Why we had to be sensitive ass America? God damn. <laughs> and you know, and you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be at least a week before this dies down. It really That's is right. because that you gonna have people talking about some. If you don't don't stand up for Will, if you don't stand up for me like Will did for Jada, and you ain't for me, you know what's crazy? I saw somebody get it tatted on him. I'm like, bruh, are you yeah. serious? I saw somebody with a tattoo of Will slapping Chris. I'm like, oh lord, already? Yes, already. I'm like, are you serious? Is it was it? Y'all are really doing the most. But listen, that is so crazy. You know what? That this what makes me miss the BT Awards. You know what I'm saying? Because that's when Black Twitter was always at his latest. Awards. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we were as listen. We will all be together watching the damn BT Awards, and everybody be coming up with the memes and stuff. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness. <laughs> I forgot about the BET Awards. I thought they still came on, but I guess not. No, they still come on, but I don't think Black Twitter goes crazy like crazy. They used to. Oh, okay, like they yeah, because they're not the same no more. Everything on BET is like Tyler Perry now, like literally yeah. everything, movies, TV shows, everything. Like BET used to be the place to go to watch videos. To have a good, you know, to watch your your TV shows that you really loved, not not just everything created by Tyler Perry, which is why I don't yeah. even watch uh, BET or none of those, <laughs> like, because it's not worth the time. Everything yeah, that's it, coming on there is a Tyler Perry movie or one of his TV shows. And Tyler Perry seems to have the same storylines through all. I'm yes, like, I'm like, bro, can, can I get some comedy or something? Shit, why it gotta be so dramatic? Why it gotta be so messy, so toxic? Yes. Can I get some lighthearted comedy or something? Shit, yes. can you can you go link up with Kevin Hart or a comedian or something? Something, please, because we are so tired. Or if you're not doing that, or oh wait, 
if we want comedy, he'll go, he'll get his ass in that Medea. Medea, yep. And yep. I'm like, I thought he done retired Medea, but that, now I'm saying Medea back for homecoming. I'm like, come on now. He retired Medea like three or four times, and she's been back, you know, on several movies. So I don't know. I'm like, what is Medea just like Michael Jordan? Don't know when to retire. <laughs> Not Medea like Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> she come back with a different dress on. <laughs> come back with a different dress on all right, the time and stuff. I'm like, but I'm just like, you know, and I'm just brother Tyler Perry. If you listen to this, please, can we get some comedy that ain't Medea? You know what I'm saying? Something, something, man. Because There's it's other just TV so... shows that are kind of lighthearted and things like that. They're cool, but you know, they still have the same characters almost you know um mm-hmm. the other shows that he has like house of pain like they kind of have similar characters yeah across yeah. the board yeah see that's why he gotta hire some damn writers man because i heard he doesn't hire no writers i'm like bro hire some writers what i heard that from somebody that he is a high i think oh, he doesn't no, hire baby anyone. no tyler we can't do that come on baby yeah, we definitely can't do that, man. We got to evolve in 2022. We got to evolve yes, no matter definitely. what, man, with our black art. And also to my black folks, you know what I'm saying, that's talking about the Oscars and feeling like, oh, we not not be welcome there. Like they said it on The Breakfast Club, we need to go in places where we're welcome, yeah. not where we're tolerated, you know. Yeah. So if y'all feeling like that about the Oscars, then you tell your black actors that don't go to the Oscars. And then... Then everybody's talking about the Grammys coming up. They say, oh, shit, this, I'm going to go down to the Grammys. I'm like, <laughs> not, the, not part two at the Grammys. <laughs> not, y'all foreshadow, not. not y'all foreshadowing at the Grammys, right. you know what I'm saying? I'm like, shit. In my head, I'm thinking, is Kanye what's up for something this year? I don't know. I don't think he is. I but. think so. And I think they were talking about it on D.L. Hughley's show um, that he's up for a Grammy, but they don't know if they're going to give it to him. Oh shit! Because of his shenanigans <laughs> and his things that he's been out here doing too, so they don't necessarily know if they're going to give him his Grammy. You know, you know what I wish? I wish people would learn how to separate, unless it's something really egregious, like some R. Kelly shit. You know what I'm saying? If it's some egregious like that, yeah, I wish people knew how to separate the art from the human being. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like Kanye is a brilliant music mind. It's just. He's he just, just crazy. Had, he just, he's crazy. <laughs> he just he crazy. has he crazy and he hasn't healed from losing a Kardashian, you know. So I don't think Car- uh Kanye has healed from losing his mother. Um everybody, everybody has said that too. Everybody said Kanye has been the same since his mom passed away. Yeah. I don't think anybody's the same. Like I wasn't the same, and I still don't think I'm the same after I lost my mom, but uh, a lot of Kanye's actions show that he like still spazzing. Mm-hmm. Hell, some of my actions might show that I'm still spazzing. <laughs> well, I'm, I don't I'm know, sorry, but I'm sorry for your loss, for, for you losing your mom. You know what I'm saying? So now it makes me a little blessed that I talked to mine earlier today. You yes, know, what I'm saying? you better so, talk to your mama. Yeah, yeah, she pulled up on before I went to work. So we had a brief period of time to talk, you know what I'm saying? Good. That she had to get on the road and go back to where she had to go to. So good deal, you know, good so. deal. Good deal, but good deal. I think I think just the whole thing with Kanye, I think he is an amazing artist. I think the way that he is spazzing though, because of this relationship or the you know, the loss of their relationship is a bit much. Um 
and it's it's a lot of people that watch how he moves and if he wasn't Kanye would it be okay is the question you know um the the whole bush uh outfit that he had on in front of the house and things like that like that's stalking bruh what we doing Kanye yeah I'm oh, like Kanye. Uh, yes, that's what I'm saying. Sam, I'm like, bro, can you just learn how to be a co-parent and call today, man? Because <laughs> at the end of the day, you got you got to look at it from the from the, from the glass half full. Like, look, that's Pete's problems now. Your problems that you have with her, that's his problems. Let him mm-hmm. find out why. Let him let him let him struggle. You know what I'm saying? Because let him let him have the short term victory, and you plan for the long term. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to play chess with these motherfuckers, not checkers. You know what I'm saying? Not checkers. Hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You want her, you can have her. You know what I'm saying? That's why that's how I feel about all my exes. Like, hey, you move on, cool. I care less. You know what I'm saying? Now that's how you feel about all of them. Cause it's like, hey, you didn't get to me that part to where I'm gonna go crazy and just right. spaz out. You know what I'm saying? Because then I gave you too much control of me. You know, so mm-hmm. I gave too much of myself to you. If uh, if I'm a spazzing out, but hey, you'll come a dime a dozen. And if it's meant to be, you'll spend the block. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen exes come back together and the second time it didn't work out so it work. if yeah. it's yeah if it's meant to be you'll spend you'll spend the block simple as that you know yes sir Ladies i definitely think um i definitely yeah, think uh with like you said about spinning the block sometimes it don't happen when it's supposed to it just i mean it doesn't happen when you want it to it happens when it's supposed to yes oh. yes so yes keep that in mind too so if, if it's the right one They'll come around at the right time, you know what I'm saying? When it's supposed it. to happen. So don't 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 be don't write off people so soon though. But I ain't gonna lie, some motherfuckers they they with their actions, <laughs> they 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 deserve to be written off with their actions. Their their actions and how they treat you, they they deserve to be written off, you know That's what I'm saying? True. There are some things you just can't come back from, you know. That is true, very true. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is Liquor Talk. We've hit minute 34. Go ahead and get you another shot if you haven't done so already. And to my people who don't drink, I mean, if you're 420 friendly, you know what I'm saying? I mean, do what you do to relax, you know what I'm saying? Because this is that podcast to tell you the more you drink, the better we sound. And also, please relax and enjoy responsibly because I'm not paying for your DUI, you know what I'm saying? No, not the DUI. You never know. People might try. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I have to ask you this. So, what's your favorite kind of liquor? Oh, don't tell me I stumped you. You did because it depends on like the occasion and the mood. You know, like if we doing if we turning up, then white. You know, if we chilling, trying to be grown and and sexy, I like some wine. You know, like wine because it'll give you that laid back vibes, and you could chill out and still sip it. You know, over time. Um. So yeah, it's either it's either clear or wine. Oh damn! I, I feel like everybody been saying clear or wine. You know, so I guess you're not this new generation because everybody been saying a lot of people been saying dark too. You know. Ooh. Uh uh-uh. uh, I've had I, <laughs> I had a whole little situation with some dark, and I promised myself never again. Um, Listen, <laughs> even Listen. when I said never again, I still did it again. And then after those few times, I was like, never again. So see, we we all say that about dark, but then you find yourself on it, and I'm like, you know, 
I, I switch up some we some we some on white, some way some on dark. But you know, my last guest brought up dark and Chick Fil A Chick Fil A lemonade. I said, "Fuck, I'm gonna have to try this." I'm like, "You, I might have to try this." Now she said, like the crown, crown apple, or some crown. Okay, I can go with that. I can yeah, go like with a that. crown apple and lemonade. I said, "Fuck, I'm about to try Ooh, this." But because I've had the crown peach with tea. Yeah, that yeah, yeah that's crown, that's smooth crown right there. Peach like peach tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I've had crown peach with some peach juice. That's smooth as well. So it's like. See, you know, but now I'm gonna have to go buy some Chick Fil A lemonade now, shit. Because I don't never. Because each time I go Chick Fil A, I'll get the, I'll get some Chick Fil A, but I don't think to buy the good the, the drink. Gun, mm-hmm. I'll get the drink, but I don't think to get the gallon of lemonade. But I might have to now, shit. I might have to spend that little ten that little extra, <laughs> <laughs> that little fourteen dollars for that little gallon of lemonade. <laughs> the fourteen dollars got lemonade. That's like four or five dollars at Publix. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> That's the same I'm, lemonade you can get from Walmart. But shit, but actually, actually, it's not because, you know, Chick-fil-A, they actually have, I don't know if they still do this, but they, I think they have, still have somebody, all they're doing is squeezing lemons all day. I don't know if they still do oh, that wow. or not, but that, that's what they used to do back in the day. They used to have somebody, you know, for the whole entire eight-hour shift, you just back there squeezing lemons, squeezing you know. Lemons. Oh, that's wow. it. That's all Pretty you sure that's the smell they would probably get tired of. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But moving, moving forward. Now, let me ask you this: Would you rather do a girls' trip or ba- a vacation? Like, would you? Because I've heard some people be like, "Man, I, I, I would, I would want to, um, you know, I'd rather do the do the vacation or do it than the girls' trip or guys' trip." What do you think? Oh, it really depends on like. Oh, okay. I'm not gonna be that person. You said either or, right? Yeah, I'm gonna say girls trip because I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd rather go on a girls trip, and I I would say girls trip simply because, um, and it depends on the girls you're going with. But I would definitely say a girls trip because girls trips create. Uh, a bond and you can have a really good time with your girls that you might not be able to have back home or you all might not live in the same area you all might be living different lives you know different lives than what you've you you're used to each other living back when you were younger and that gives you the opportunity to catch up have a good time wild out a little bit where people don't really know you so you can wild out get a little bit on your level and then going on back home and go back to being Martha Stewart or, you know, Susie <laughs> Homemaker. <laughs> then people don't know you. So going on over there while out, have a good time, turn up, do what you got to do. And then going on home and relax and be with Bay, you know, because then you can go back home and be with Bay. And he got his time to go out and while out, do his thing. Then he get to come back and be with you. And y'all can really enjoy the time that y'all miss each other. So. Yeah, that's real. Now, for myself, because I ain't never been on a vacation, I would say a vacation because I ain't never been on one. So, oh. I, you know what? I would obviously go. I done did the guys' trip, you know what I'm saying? Spring break, a cup back in college, you know what I'm saying? Yes, Those, college spring break? Yes, college spring break was lit, you know what I'm saying? So, oh. now, shout out to the youngsters that are on spring break right now. I hope y'all enjoying this shit, you know what I'm saying? Turn, turn up, up for your boy, your turn ladies and gentlemen. Yes, turn up. Yes, turn up for those of us who are now adults who can't have spring break. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> who can't 
who would look real awkward at spring break festivities with y'all right now? Hell yeah, we'd be looking like we'd be looking out of place. Who shit. auntie is that? Who auntie up here? Who uncle is that? Right. Or, <laughs> <laughs> shit, I don't know. I shit with the right hairstyle, you can pull it off. You know what I'm saying? Shit. True. Very true. <laughs> With the right hairstyle, you could pull it off, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, black don't crack, so... Hey, At all. <laughs> it's doable. But you always going to look a little bit more mature, even when you out with the young people. Like, you're going to look a little bit older. They are like, is that somebody auntie, or... <laughs> they definitely going to know, though. They definitely going to know. They, 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 they'll find a way to know. They'll, they'll definitely know, you know what I'm saying? So, yes, they now, definitely that was, find a way. Yes. Now, that's the topic y'all talked about y'all podcast that... I definitely got to bring some light to, and that's the body okay. shaman, like, because I'm just like, why can't people just be happy with the skin they're in? It's like, because people be, because people be body shaming big women, big men, you know what I'm saying? I've heard big women saying they don't want to date no big man, and big, I've seen some big men shaming big women. I'm like, why the hell we can't just be happy with the skin we're in? I'm like, it ain't like you're on, some of us were not on my 600 pound life for crying out loud. So why can't we just be happy with the skin we're in? Um, I read a book recently and it's called uh, The Body is Not an Apology. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the author's name off the top, but I'll send it to you when I find it. But she talked about in that book how we are so prone to apologizing for who we are naturally. You know what I'm saying? If you're naturally tall or you're naturally big and you take up space, we are so used to take to apologizing for taking up that space because it makes other people uncomfortable. And if it's making other people uncomfortable, we're apologizing for making them uncomfortable, uncomfortable, but this is me who I am in my natural state. And if that makes you uncomfortable, then that's something that you need to figure out why you're uncomfortable with me being who I am naturally. And so when it comes to like body shaming and things of that nature, uh, the, <laughs> the part that really irritates me the most is when people are always trying to talk about, oh, well, you got to worry about your health and you got to worry about if... You got to worry about high blood pressure and diabetes and this and a third or whatever. And I say this all the time. You got your auntie is a whole crackhead, but you are nowhere near worried about her health. Like you worried mm-hmm. about the health of me, who's a stranger, just because you see that I'm a big girl. That doesn't necessarily mean that I have a bunch of health issues, which I don't. So help me to understand how you're more concerned about my health than your auntie that's a crackhead or the person that you're dating who doesn't drink a lick of water, but can oh. uh, put gallons of juice and pop away regularly, eat all Hold the fast Yes, that's a red flag right there. If they don't drink no water, <laughs> that's a fucking red flag right there. And, and don't I know eat y'all, not one vegetable. <laughs> yes, that is a red flag right there. If you do not drink no damn water or do not get some kind of vegetables or get some kind of vitamins in your system, that is a goddamn red flag. And and also, you know what I say to family members, you know what I say, they always sh- body shaming you and stuff. I'm like, but you wonder why people don't want to come around because you, you fucking up my mental health. You always got something to say about my weight. 
Yeah. But yeah, you're the same size. You're a similar size, but I'm seeing you alive and ain't nothing wrong with you. You're like in your 70s and your 80s, you know. And also, I know, I know everybody, I know this one on. Yes, I'm not gonna name names, but there's one aunt in our family. She's like, she will find something negative about everybody in that family. And I'm like, you know what? There's something I heard about you that might just be true, and you might be living it, they're living through it, you know what I'm saying? But you want to sit and shame everybody. But oh, listen, listen. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Lord, don't put that out on him. Don't put that out there. Hey, listen. <laughs> she but, on the edge. She on the edge of being put out there, huh? Hey, she she already out there, you know what I'm saying? And, and then and she'll wonder why she I know last time she called my phone like two or three years ago, she's like, I haven't seen you in a year. I'm like, Well, happy birthday, goddammit. Shit. Right. Tell, tell, like, what you gonna do anyway? But anyway, get back to the skin you in. You gotta love the skin you in. And also, when it comes to relationships though, and size of size don't necessarily matter, you know what I'm saying? If somebody wants to go to the gym and get fit, get fit for yourself. Don't get fit yep. because society says so, you know what I'm saying? Because society don't know what the fuck they want nowadays, you know? <laughs> they definitely don't. Um, and that's the part. We allow a bunch of outside influences to determine what it is that we like, what we don't like. And sometimes you just got to ignore all of that and tap into what it is that you like, what you enjoy, what it is that you want to do, how you want to move about being yourself. If you decide, oh, okay, I want to lose these pounds, then lose them. But don't let it be for the sake of trying to do something for other people's enjoyment because you're not going to stick to it. And then you're not going to end up doing it anyway, mm-hmm. um, which is like, <clears throat> I hate to say it, but. Um, a lot of these women who are getting these BBLs and all of this body work and things like that are doing a lot of this because of the influences of society, doing it because of the influence of that you got to have this certain shape and you got to have this certain size booty or I know, I know being out here right now, girl got a whole pancake on her backside and don't nobody care. You know, it don't, it does not matter about a lot of times your outer appearance appearance is not what's the factor of why somebody chooses to be with you or why somebody chooses to love on you. And like you come to the table with more than just your physical appearance. Yes, physical appearance matters, but it is not the sole um, reason somebody is dating you or talking to you or in love with you. Come to the table with more. And when you come to the table with more and you show people that you have more than just your outer appearance, People going to love you regardless. So I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of what is happening out here in uh, social media land is that people are trying to hold up to a, a standard or a narrative that is not even a true standard or narrative. A lot of these people that they see with all these big old booties and all this, they got on shapewear, they sucked in, they tucked in. And when they come out of it, you know, they got a normal booty and a normal body just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. They got normal face, uh, you know, like Kiki Palmer. She is one person that has been very open about her um, her acne and things like that. So outside of the makeup and all those other enhancements and things that people are able to do, they regular people. So love yourself as you are. And sometimes that's hard, but you got to figure it out, work through it and make sure that you're doing the best for the you that you are right now and the you that you want to become, whether you want to yes. be big, small, <laughs> you know, whatever you can't, you can't fix your height, but, you, but you can fix, 
actually they are doing knee um knee replacements like they're extending people's legs it's a long process but i've seen it it was a girl who went from being a midget to like normal height oh wow she was like a taller midget mm-hmm. is midget the actual word or is it a little person <laughs> <laughs> either way she was a taller little person and then she went through the procedure to like make her legs longer and you know, so people out here doing some of everything. I would just say, love the skin you're in, be yourself, and people are going to be drawn to you by your inside out, not the outside in. I know a lot of people like, oh no, because you don't get to know people like that first. Yeah, but it's not the physical all the all the time that uh draws you to someone. It could be their smile. It could be just the way they move confidently in themselves that drew, that drew you to that person. So we got to get out of this um mind state that mind state that the body is what we're always attracted to and it's not. It really isn't. And also ladies from a man's perspective, quit going to the fucking doctors because that man is going to love you regardless, you know what I'm saying? And also you go to a fucking doctor you go to the doctor, get the shit done to get the man you really want. That motherfucker might show you with somebody with a pancake booty. You know, that's saying? the part. So, that, that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Hey, anybody can get cheated on. You know what I'm that's saying? I mean, part. I didn't think Beyonce was gonna get cheated on, but we all saw what happened but there. You know, so but I didn't. So that should be a memo to y'all. Anybody can get cheated on, and to love yourselves first. You know, anybody because can anybody. Because the right one is going to love you no matter what, you know what I'm saying? No matter what size you are. And also, I strongly recommend people read this book called The Art of Not Giving a Fuck, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not going to lie, that book kind of changed my life, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to be you and just stop giving a fuck what people say, you know what I'm saying? Because people are going to talk regardless, you know? You got to love, you just got to take it, take it with a grain of salt, you know? Take the good and leave the bad. It's three books that I've read like that. It's uh, Unfuck Yourself. The life change and magic of not giving a fuck, and then the art of not giving a fuck. I love all three of those books. See, I'm gonna have to get the other two, you know what I'm saying? I'm yes. probably gonna get these other two, you know what I'm saying, and get back to real because I was pulling topics from that, by the way, on Look and Talk, you know, so I was pulling mm. topics, you know. So, so back when we first first started, so I'm definitely gonna get, get my hands on those books, but yeah, those books really taught me to just that well, the art of not giving a fuck, it just taught me to stand by it. I'm like, only, only who you are, you know what I'm saying? Just not give a fuck, you know what I'm saying? What you see is what you get, you know what I'm saying? It's like, because they always say, well, what you bring to the table, well, I'm going to show you. I'm Let me show you. Let but then I can you. tell you, you know what I'm saying? And so many people, they miss that point, you know, because they get drawn in by somebody that's like a car salesman that that, that pitches you, it <laughs> goes hard to get you in the yep. motherfucking car, but then it'll get laid down the line like a car, the motherfucker breaks it's down. It's hard <laughs> you get in, drive off the street, realize it's cardboard. Yeah, you realize it's cardboard, or also, guess what? The value depreciates, you know what I'm saying? Yep. But if you realize that you don't give a fuck, your value will always continue to go up, you know what I'm saying? Because That's you're a rare true. commodity, you know? Because so many people in this society, they want to listen to the everybody saying, and it's like, just stop it, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, to all my people that be body shaming, y'all need to stop with the damn body shaming because you never know. It could be you in a couple of years, you know what I'm saying? Keep talking because weight can come off, you know what I'm saying? That's why you never judge somebody by money or weight because they can either gain it or you lose always it, you change, know? yo. <laughs> they it always, can always change. 
and also, and do you know there's some places where bigger people are actually they get more love, you know? There's some places that yeah. love the hell out of big people, you know? And not and not just Africa either, you know what I'm saying? Not just Africa, because people always say, you know, in Africa, if you're big, you know, that means you got money and things like that. Not just Africa, it's a bunch of uh countries in uh overseas and that have statues that actually rep the the bigger plus size bodies are actually considered a, a regal or royalty in other uh, parts of the world. So I don't know. America wow. just uh, be American in. You know? America, <laughs> yes. Now, ooh, that's a good call, American in. You know what I'm saying? America be American in with all these damn standards and stuff and all your family members and people trying to get you to be like, oh, so concerned about your health and stuff and if you see I'm here alive today, then what the hell you need to be concerned about? You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, we might go through things mentally, but if if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? That's it. And um, we live up, we try to live up to a Western uh, standard of body and size, and a lot of it has to do with race. But also, the book I'm not done reading it. The body is not an apology. They talked about, she talked about the poodle experiment and I'll send it to you where it's pretty much like <clears throat> they tried to put all of these dogs in a box, a literal box to make them be like poodles. So all the characteristics of dogs, say a pit bull, a box or all this other kind of stuff, they were naturally being who they were created to be. And they were naturally moving in their element, but the poodle experiment was trying to regroup and redirect them to act like poodles. That's not what they're, that's not what they're meant to do. They're meant to be pit bulls and boxers or whatever they are. And so the experiment is really dope if you watch it and pay attention to it. And that really is what it's like living in this country when it comes to um, various bodies and we just have to be understanding that we are who we are for a reason not to say you can't change it but you do need to be able to love it where it is right now because no matter if you get bigger or smaller there is always going to be some mental um, disconnect there because mm -hmm. a lot of people deal with body dysmorphia even after they've lost a bunch of weight or even if people are really small and they want to gain weight and they gain the weight, there's this constant need to keep losing or keep gaining or keep feeling as though where they are is not enough. So, yes, yes. And that, and also at the end of the day, you got to do what the fuck is comfortable in your skin. You know what I'm saying? That's because it. people, people have killed themselves over that shit. You know what I'm yep. saying? Because I've seen people lose their lives or just off themselves because they just can't meet society's standards, you know? At some, Like I said, at some point in time, you just gotta say, fuck society. Tell society <laughs> to kiss your candy ass. Society ain't paying your bills. Society ain't fucking you, so hey. Yeah. Hey, tell society, fuck you. I'm Kissy. still here, goddammit. Yes. <laughs> yes, you got to, because you know what? Because if you try to live up to everybody's standards, you're gonna go. You're gonna go crazy. You know, what I'm saying yep. you're gonna go crazy, and you're gonna be obsessed with it. And it's just not it. Life is too beautiful to be it's sitting here obsessing over somebody's standards. Because let's say you meet the standards. Guess what? Motherfuckers probably gonna 
change the standards, you know. That's They'll probably, it. you know, you know how it is. They, <laughs> as soon as we reach it, they move it back. They, they move change back to it. Yeah, something else gonna be a requirement then. As soon as you meet that that standard, something else is gonna be a requirement or needed or wanted. So be you. You got to always just be you, no matter what size you ain't, you know what I'm saying? Because That's guess what? It. Somebody gonna love you. I still gotta tell myself that every day, goddamn it. Somebody gonna love me, goddamn. I tell myself to. that I tell myself that every day, despite the bullshit I've been through in the dating scene, which you know what I'm saying, which has been characterized, you know what I'm saying. So, but hey, I ain't one of these niggas on here that wanna be always bashing women. So it's like, but if I was, I wouldn't be where I am today. So so those brothers out there on podcasts that be bashing women, please watch what you say. You know what I'm saying? Because it uh, it, it makes all of us look bad when you want to sit there and want to talk bad about people. But getting back to the body shaming stuff, y'all quit this body shaming because it could be you. It really could be. <laughs> it could be you. Yes, because you body shaming somebody. Guess what? Motherfuckers are probably body shaming your ass too. That's it. Because we're all imperfect in some way, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, but also the key is, if you find somebody, don't be trying to pick on them about their weight and stuff. Don't be like, that tell me right there, you don't love me. If you got something to say about my weight all the time, that tell me <laughs> you don't love me. You know what I'm saying? You don't love this one. If you're always talking about her weight and stuff, if you're talking about her, oh, she need to do this, she need to do that. Motherfucker, why don't you just focus on you and then you got to be selfish with your thoughts, you know what I'm saying? Let me focus on me. I'm going to love her for who she is, but right. I'm going to focus on me. And if she see you getting into the gym, man, or he see you get into the gym, naturally they're going to want to get into the gym with you. Mm-hmm. If they don't, that motherfucker is not the one for you. <laughs> hey, you got to you gotta take the good with the bad and the bitter with the sweet. So Always, always, y'all. But remember, people, love the skin you're in. If you don't get anything from this, please love the skin you're in and stop giving please a fuck do. what people say. Because guess what? People's opinions, they change like the wind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Thank what you. you got planned for the for 2022 with your show? Where do you see it going? Um, Upward and onward, we are doing a lot. We are planning a meet and greet. We got a lot of things in the works as far as like leveling up, doing some live shows, doing some... Other things that we're still working on in regards to the show, but we're going to always bring y'all some amazing um, topics. We're going to always bring good content, feel good music, because we do a music segment on my show, too. So we're going to always bring the feel good music, the good stuff that's going to make you want to vibe out and get with your boo. (laughs) After the show, or it'll make y'all cuddle up to watch the show so y'all can get those new tunes to cuddle up to later on. But we're going to always bring the good conversation, the good topics, and uh, we're just going to keep expanding and growing in order to make sure that our people get exactly what they need from our show. And outside of that, you got to stick around. You got to follow us. Yes, yes. You got to follow us. Lastly, you got a dope platform. I know you got a dope platform because if you didn't have a dope platform, you wouldn't be on Liquor Talk Right. (laughs) Tell the people. Why do they need to tap in with the Fat Girl Chronicles? Well, I just want to say, like, you'll tap in with us because we are really dope. We are authentic. We have a good time. And it's a community that you want to be a part of. It's constantly growing. It's getting bigger. And you want to get in now. 
Don't wait till we blow up to me talking about, oh, I watched that show. No, watch us now. <laughs> and then give us some feedback and tell us some ways that you want to see the show grow and change and be different. And we've added some different segments to make the show better, to keep pushing and growing in, in a lot of different ways. So all I can say is get in tune. We got good stuff. And we do a lot to, to help our people. It's not just we on there talking about um, one particular topic all the time. We talk about a bunch of different things, but every topic is necessary for us to grow as a people. So get in tune. That's real. That's real. Well, Tiffany, I want to thank you for coming on Look and Talk and bringing no the problem. fat girl Chronicle vibes to Look and Talk. And thank whenever you, you need, no problem. And whenever you need a guest, like I tell everybody, I might be in Florida, but I'm just a DM away. And hey. I need you to go ahead and make it happen. Shout out to shout out to Badass Jones, the beautiful Badass Jones from the Plume Plume Chronicles podcast. She made it happen. I had her on Look and Talk, and she had me on the Plume Plume Chronicles. So we need to make it happen. So I got you, you let me know when and I, I will be you. there. I got you. You know what I'm saying? All you right. just let me know when and you just tell me a date. I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I got you. And, okay. Okay. Let's do this. Sooner think- than later. It's going to be a lot sooner than later because I got something that's coming up that you might be like definitely on point for. Okay, okay. Y'all heard it here. Y'all heard it here. We'll keep working <laughs> together. And thank you for coming on. And thank you to listener for subscribing. Thank you for tapping in. Remember, tap in, share this, rate this five stars, tell a friend, then tell a friend to pull up with a look at talk. Because remember, you might want to get in now while while the price, price is still low. You know what I'm saying? Because that price is still going up like them damn gas prices. So that's don't it. Be, wait, <laughs> don't wait till we get to the point where we are Amazon stock to be trying to get on with Look Talk. Because right. I'm going to look at your ass like, seriously, motherfucker, get to the back of the line if you are. But until the next show, y'all, we out this motherfucker. Peace. Peace. <laughs>